is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast where two women, a mother and a daughter, talk about everything. You're listening to Grown Up and Grounded. This is Trish, the mom of this mother-daughter duo, and this is Kate, the daughter. <laughs> the daughter. Yeah, that's just it. The daughter. That was the kinda... daughter. <laughs> Oh, I see. It was like capital T H E. <laughs> yeah. Capital D. The one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense that you would say it that way. <laughs> uh, just saying. Well, today we are uh, thought we would talk about the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I just happened to come up. I've I've heard off and on about the five love languages, but I've never paid, I mean, I knew what the general idea was, but I've never paid that much of attention to it. I've been in a relationship for a long time and yeah, so it just didn't seem that relevant to me. Technically, I already kind of knew what my husband's love language was, Mm -hmm. but we did take the quiz and uh, some funny stuff to talk about with that. Uh, So we're going to review first what the five languages of love are. That's a good Mm -hmm. place to start. Yes. Uh, so there are different ways that people feel and feel loved, right? So there is the words of affirmation person. And in a nutshell, they feel like sometimes they just need you being the person who loves them to tell me that you love me and are proud of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is the acts of service type who in a nutshell says you can talk the talk but can you walk the walk sometimes i need you to show me you love me through your actions mm-hmm. uh and then there's- but it's it that's more like doing something for you like oh i did the dishes for you today or i put gas in the car or like like that right. sort of action meaningful actions mm-hmm. not physical actions i guess so yeah yes uh what does re- oh sorry Bloop. Then there's the receiving gifts type of person. And in a nutshell, the gifts you give me have meaning. Even something small and unexpected can show me how much you love me. There's the quality time type that in a nutshell says, the most important thing to me is spending one-on-one time with you. That's when I feel your love the most. Mm Then there's the physical touch type that in a nutshell says, sometimes I just need a hug and a kiss. I love the moments when we are physically close to each other. And those are a basic summary of the five love languages. And this is all based on a book that was a number one New York best times, (laughs) New York times bestseller. And it's titled the five love languages. Oh my goodness. I'm tongue tied today. Uh, by Dr. Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, his basic uh, premise for putting this out there is that if you understand the way that the person you're in a relationship uh, feels loved, then it it improves your relationship if you you can respond accordingly. Yeah. Cause a lot of people tend to give love or show love based on their love language like what they prefer to receive. And if their partner has a different one, it can be frustrating to not really understand like why your act of love 
is not being received the way you want it to. And it's because you're doing it based on your love language and not your partner's love language. Right. And the, the reason I thought it was interesting or thought was something we should talk about, I was thinking about the application to other relationships like mother, daughter, you know, like how you relate to your children. And what's interesting Mm -hmm. is the website that has the quiz that you can take to find out your love language has one in relation to like a teenager could take it to figure out what their love language is uh, Mm -hmm. versus someone seeking a relationship. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your results? Cause you took the quiz. Yeah. um, I took two versions of the quiz. So I took the couples one, which is very much like romantic love focused. It's like, um, you know, it says like your partner, like, which do you find more meaningful when your partner does this or this, um, to sort of narrow down, you know, what, what choices you, you are looking for in a romantic relationship. And then I, um, took it for the single one, single person too. And the single person, instead of saying like your partner, it just says someone you love or a friend. So it kind of makes it more like friend love, um, versus romantic love. And were the questions the, quest- the same though? Oh. It, yeah, it was pretty much the same. Um, other than like, instead of saying like when you and your partner kiss, it was like when you and your, you know, someone you love touch, you know, or like put your arm around each other or something like link arms, you know, something like that. So it like changed it from like more intimate touch to more friendly touch. But other than that, the questions were the same. So that was interest, interesting for me because even though the questions were the same because I was thinking about different relationships, I did get slightly different results. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you took it again, if your results would be similar. So what, what were your, tell us your results for the two different types. Um, so I've always thought of my love language being words of affirmation because I'm very much about like, if I don't hear it, then nothing else matters. Uh, but both times I took it, my number one result was actually quality time, which also makes a lot of sense. Um, and words of affirmation was second place in my romantic one, like uh, almost tied with quality time. Mm -hmm. So I want to be spending time with you, but also while we're spending time together, I need to be hearing how much you love me. (laughs) (laughs) So not surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Not that surprising. Um, but for friends, okay, hang on. Let me look at it real quick. Cause I want to make sure that I don't mess this up. So for friends, quality time for me was still number one. Um, but number two was tied actually with um, words of affirmation and physical touch, um, which was interesting because for my relationship one, physical touch was pretty low. Um, I think it was like second to last. Hmm. Um, and for both of them, though, the the gifts one, like where you receive gifts. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it's called. Um, that was, that was last place for both, but, um, the percentage on, um, like the platonic love, um, friendship love, that one, the gift one was higher, which also makes sense. I like to like in a relationship, I, it's more important to me that I'm the one giving the gifts versus like receiving the gifts. 
versus friendship is, you know, whatever. Well, good. I thought the way the questions were worded was interesting. I mean, we keep saying interesting about this, but yeah, <laughs> because this whole thing is very interesting. Anyways, uh, the way they worded the question about gifts was because they were all worded in a term of like thoughtfulness. Like it, it wasn't like when I think gifts. Yeah. In discussing it, you think like diamond rings or like, you know, just like bigger extravagant, yeah, like like, but it was oh, more just like thoughtful things. That your partner obviously spent time thinking about or you hug. Like, okay, well, obviously <laughs> I can hug you anytime, but like a gift that you spent time and effort into curating, like, of course I'm going to appreciate that more. Those aren't really the same level. Right. And I think for me, that's one of the things is like, I don't necessarily need a gift, but if you, if you're thoughtful and you took time out of your day to do something, then it, then it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there's a difference there between like, oh, I ran to the store and bought you diamond earrings versus, oh, I was out and I saw this and it made me think of you or I was mm-hmm. really busy, but I went on my lunch and made sure I got you whatever. Yeah, for sure. But so you kind of brought up a thing that I found when I was doing my quiz and I'll go over my results after we talk about this, but I felt as though being in a relationship, I was answering the questions kind of skewed because there are certain things that dad does all the time. Mm -hmm. So I would answer, maybe, maybe it would make me feel loved, but I get that already. So I would answer the opposite way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that's what happened in your quiz versus, you know, the one where in a relationship, because you were thinking, well, this is already like, like you said, I, I can get a hug anytime, like maybe you really feel a connection with the hug. But because you already get enough hugs, you didn't answer maybe. it that yeah. way. I don't know. That's how I felt when I was answering it. Because mm-hmm. um, dad's, you know, ob- dad's very physical touch kind of person, not public displays. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, the other thing. A lot of the questions were about uh, holding hands and, and physical in public in public. Yeah. And that's not his deal at all. So, mm-hmm. and I can give you his results, but so I was, the nice thing about this is it gives you percentages of each. So it's not like a straightforward, here's your strict mm-hmm. love language. Yeah. Uh, so 33% was acts of service. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Which I, I totally think that that's true. Um, and then, I don't give you any acts of service ever, so I'm just the worst daughter ever, I guess. No, I mean, this is for, and I, I, I mean, there are some tweaks I would like to do to the testing about as far as other <laughs> relationships go, and we can talk about that, but sure. Then it was receiving gifts, well, receiving gifts was 20%, and quality time was 27%. Mm. But, and I felt like dad and I spent a ton of time together, just us hanging mm-hmm. out. And so I was kind of surprised that quality time was in there, but also like the way the questions are worded, it's kind of like, for me, I would like to do things or I would like dad to do things with me. Maybe he doesn't necessarily like to do, but like he'll participate in them. And Mm -hmm. he's, uh, that's not really his thing. Like he likes to hang out with me and do things that he likes Mm -hmm. to do. (laughs) Like leisure time or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I, I feel like, yes, I, I like that, but I want more of what the quality time that I would like versus 
I guess I just, it's kind of goes back to the acts of service though. Like I want you to, or my language is that I want an expression of I'm doing things for you that I wouldn't necessarily do. Like I'm going to take the time Mm -hmm. out in my schedule to help clean the house, or I'm going Mm -hmm. to, you know, go do this thing, like go for a bike ride with you, even though I don't really like bike riding because I love you, Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. So I think Mm -hmm. they both kind of balance out. But yeah, physical touch, 3%. (laughs) But again, I think I I never really chose that because dad's always giving me physical touches. So I I don't feel Mm -hmm. like that's something I need. Like, so maybe if he never Mm -hmm. touched me, it would be a higher rating in my, the way I answered the question, Hmm. if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So it's, it's harder. I think it's harder when you've been in a relationship. Is it just gives you two options, like two things. And you just choose one of those two. So it's, it's not even necessarily like super clear uh, examples or like, you know, a situational. Yeah. And, and again, I think if, if you're, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, like that's going to affect your answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad's Definitely. responses were quality time at 32%. And then no surprise there physical touch at 29. So they're neck and neck. And, and I think oh, wow. part of that is because of the fub public, not fub, the public displays of affection type of questions mm-hmm. where he wouldn't choose that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, his ideal what was, was dad's just number me three? Like, sitting on the couch next to him. Uh, acts of service. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. I think it would be cool to have something similar to that for, I mean, you said singles kind of does that, but for friendships, like, because Mm -hmm. I think people want different things out of friendships. Yeah, definitely. Like I wouldn't expect the same sort of thing from a friend that I would from a partner. And I think where I saw that the most was in the acts of service. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, it seems unreasonable in like how busy, you know, people are right now in their lives. Like for me to expect my friend to go 20 minutes out of her way to go pick up a thing that she knew that I needed, but couldn't find the time for Like I, I couldn't expect that of someone, but I could expect you to mail me something because you saw it online and thought it would be cute. You know, like that's, those are two very, very different things. Like, I don't think I would ever get over the guilt if one of my friends like put her life, their life, whatever I've got guy friends to put their life on pause to go take care of something simply because I was unable to manage my time and take care of it myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Versus a partner, like, you know, you live together the things you have to get done are things that are going to benefit both of you in the long run. So you would both want to work towards it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't know. Like, would your, do you think your answers would have been different if you weren't getting enough physical attention? I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I feel like I was, sur- I think part of the reason I was surprised that quality time was so high was because I'm getting a boatload of quality time right now because of COVID. <laughs> like we spend literally every night together when we didn't, you know, before COVID. So right. I was sort of surprised by how high quality time was. So, I mean, I don't really know. That's true. 
And it's weird because that will be a big adjustment when things go back to normal. Okay, they're not going to yeah. go back to normal. I mean, but when things begin to shift again and it, yeah. into a... Especially since our relationship was so new when the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Like, this has pretty much just become our normal. Right. Like, it's going to be weird for me to adjust back to, okay, like, I'm going to go get drinks with so-and-so. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know at what point I would be comfortable doing that again. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's complicated. Uh, I felt like we definitely went through that after uh, being on quarantine and home. Uh, when we both went back to work, it was weird because like we were mm-hmm. definitely both used to spending all our time together. And mm-hmm. um, it was particularly hard for dad. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> it was it was it was a big adjustment for me too. like. I can remember doing something by myself and I was like, this is weird. Like, it's just not the same because I'm so used to yeah. even because like every time we went to the grocery store, we went together. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so it was just kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I saw that kind of prompted m- my interest or piqued me wanting to discuss this was a friend of mine posted uh, a love language avoidance list. Did you see this? Mm, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll kind of run through it. So if your leveling, if your partner's love language is physical touch, you should avoid long periods without intimacy, coldly giving affection, waiting for your partner to express their desire for physical affection. So obviously, you know, you're, you're going to do I touch mean, them. Yeah. Just if your partner's love language is physical touch, touch them. It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically. Well, one of the things it says and the things to try is initiating intimacy. I don't know. Um, that seems to be a big topic of conversation in my household and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, words, <laughs> words of af- affirmation. If that's your love language, or if your love, if the person you're together with their love language yes. is words of affirmation, you should yes. avoid assuming that they know how loved they are, assuming that they know you are proud of them, avoid emotionally harsh words, and not recognizing or appreciating their efforts. I mean, I feel like you should kind of do that with everyone, but I guess especially you important. Exactly. Yeah. I will say, I feel like the downside of someone whose um, love language is words of affirmation. And this is coming from someone whose love language is pretty strongly words of affirmation. Um, and I found this in, you know, several relationships in my life. The problem is if they're saying the right things, but their actions don't line up with those things, you tend to believe the words over the actions for a lot longer than you should. Yeah. I mean that I, I could totally see that happening. Yeah, it did. It, it should twice. almost kind of be tied in <laughs> with that. But yeah, if you're just yeah. focused on getting the verbal affirmation of what you need, yeah. the the other stuff you're willing to overlook. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. It can be dangerous. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yes. Uh, if your partner's love language is quality, quality time. Oh my gosh, I'm so tongue-tied today. Uh, avoid being distracted when you are with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, avoid viewing them as needy. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> avoid complaining about time spent together. 
avoid preparing for other engagements when you're together. And put the phone down. That goes yes. into being distracted. That's the big one. And that's yeah. where I get messed up. Well, it's funny because dad will often be like, you're always, you're on your phone. And it's just when he's in a mood and needs attention because mm-hmm. he cannot do anything without playing a game on his iPad. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I don't think you should be bringing that up until you can put the yeah. iPad down. Just saying. <laughs> uh, if your partner's love language is receiving gifts, avoid forgetting special occasions. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> materialism gifts are not about the cost that's a good uh, point that's that a really is, good point that is a good point because i think when you think you would rather have a gift they word the questions pretty well but mm-hmm. like i said gifts when you talk about that or think of mm-hmm. that as a love language it seems very materialistic yeah it's more about the, the thought behind it than anything yes and it does kind of give you some ideas like small reminders or tokens like doing sweet, thoughtful things when they don't feel their best is basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing it says to avoid is giving gifts without love or out of duty. Hmm. So, yeah. If your partner's love language is acts of service, avoid ignoring requests for help, not following through, being closed minded, like feeding into gender based stereotypes when it comes to tasks. That's a good note for sure. Yeah. I mean, and this is my love language. So I'm like, oh, no wonder I get so annoyed about these things. Uh, (laughs) And it says show rather than telling, following through with what you say you will do. Mm. Uh, But dad is really good. If, if, if I can really get his attention and let him know I'm stressed, he'll pretty much take a lot of small tasks on for me, but Mm -hmm. I have to be, for the most part, I kind of have to give him the small tasks and then he'll just run with it. I, I can't expect him to like see Pick what the up. small tasks are and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the yeah. mental labor of organizing that tends to fall more on women. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but also I've, I've had friends whose husbands don't really help them like just, like say with kids' birthdays parties, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that. If you're, especially if you're going to have people over and, mm-hmm. you know, dad always was like, I'll take the day off from work that day. What time do you need me to get started? Like, so as long mm-hmm. as I would say, okay, I'm going to need you to set up the chairs and do this and help me with decorations. then it's a done deal. Like he's good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Um, I need you to run to the store, get ice and go pick up the cake while I decorate the rest of the house or like whatever. He's just always really good at, oh, we need the house clean. Okay, we'll start this day and we'll work on cleaning the house together. So those Mm -hmm. big things that he sees coming, he's really good at. He's not good at intuitively uh, just doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So which is fair. I mean, I think that that's it's not because he's a man or whatever. I think that's just who dad is. (laughs) Right. But that's understandable. And to be fair, I'm not really... I mean, I know when he needs physical touch, like when he's like, I hate to say the word needy because it just said not to, but when he's, you know, because it definitely is stronger depending on what mood he's in. If things are tough at work, then he needs more affirmation from me physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, so I, I, I can kind of usually tell when that's happening with him. Mm-hmm. But 
I think there are other things that I sometimes miss very easily that he could probably, you know, or, or easy things I could do to maybe make him feel love that I miss because I'm mm-hmm. all in my own world. So I, you know, I can't point out what he's guilty of missing with me when I'm not spelling it out. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing is when you tell someone what you need and they can't do it. Like they, mm-hmm. that, that's where it gets hard. Like, you know, yeah. I'm feeling this. I need mm-hmm. you to help do this because I'm stressed out. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't have time or whatever. Or, yeah. Yes, I will. And then they don't do it. That's super frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's probably the same thing. Like if dad tells me he needs me to spend time with him and I'm like, sorry, you're asking too much. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably one of the first indicators of a relationship that like it's going to need work right if that happens consistently yeah something's off yeah I mean and it's hard like dad has said what would be great to me is if when I got home from work like you stopped what you're doing and came and give me a hug or whatever which I do if I can't but like it's hard to say I'm going to stop what I'm doing run downstairs Mm -hmm. you know like it seems like a simple thing. Like if I'm downstairs cooking, sure, I can stop what I'm doing and come. You know what I mean? Or if I'm just sitting on the couch, sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but sometimes I might be in the middle of something that's just not super easy to yeah. stop. But he just yeah. needs a little attention when he gets home from work is basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I think this definitely would be good. Like there is a child quiz and I didn't take it, but I think that was one thing like you and Becca were all, well, all three of you, but just because you and Becca were so close, I'm comparing the two (laughs) close in age. uh, We're so completely different. Like I really realized that like one type of parenting wasn't going to work. Like there were certain things I would have to Mm -hmm. do to get you to respond versus how I would respond to Becca to get you respond. Yeah. And I mean, some of my guesses about Becca apparently were wrong because she <laughs> she always says, I was hiding under this table screaming at you because I wanted you to love me. But it's like you were screaming at me to get away and go away when she would have her temper tantrum. So it was just kind of funny. Yeah, it's that's, weird. <laughs> well, and I think her perspective on it now is like she was trying to tell me that, but I was also listening to her and just letting her have her space. Mm-hmm. So, it's I mean, it's hard when you say one thing, but you actually want another. I mean, it's true. It's definitely something that children do. And adults do as well. I mean, that's true, but they shouldn't, you should know better at a certain age. Yeah. But when you're a child, it's understandable. You're trying to figure stuff out. But it's funny that she has, those memories are like burned into her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can remember like you, mornings were hard getting ready for school. And sometimes you would like drag yourself out of bed and lay in the hallway and just be miserable. I don't remember that at all. Oh gosh. And so (laughs) I, I was trying like to be really forceful with you. And then I realized you just needed me to like sit there and hold you for like a minute or two. And then you were good to go. Like then you could do the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. and be totally fine. You just needed like my one-on-one attention for just a second to help you wake up and then you were good. Oh, I mean, that sounds like me now. 
That's understandable. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if Sean doesn't wake up when my alarm goes off, I'm like poking him like, hello, can I get some attention before I get out of this bed, please? <laughs> Before Let's I have to see. go to work. Some things never change. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. But when you're home and dad wants to run in your room and, and bounce around your bed and wake you up because he's so excited you're here, you don't like it. Weird. I love it when I'm there by myself. When I'm there with Sean, it gets a little weird. <laughs> like I'm there with my boyfriend and you're running in at six o'clock in the morning. You might not know what you're walking in on. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> well, I don't think you've put it to him that way, have you? No, I haven't. I mean, if you... It's, it's so amusing at the same time. He's so excited I'm there. How can I be mad about it? <laughs> he loves... When you guys are here, any of you, like, he loves, like, waking you up when he wakes up because he just... He knows he's not going to wake me up. I'll, I'll, like, talk to him and then just, like, roll over and ignore him because I'm like, I'm still sleeping, but thanks. So he just is, like, bouncing up and down to go in a room and, and talk yeah. to you and... <laughs> I know. He gets so excited about it. He's just like, someone else might be awake when I'm awake. Yay. I know. It's the, it is hard to be mad about that level of enthusiasm, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> it's nice, especially when he does it and then makes me a breakfast burrito. I mean, I can't even be mad about it. <laughs> he knows the way to your heart. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I know. He's been cooking so much lately that I'm just kind of like, this is how our relationship was meant to be. I do not enjoy cooking. <laughs> like, it goes so much smoother when you're just like, Here's what I'm cooking. Like, yes, I love this. Hmm. But it's yeah, breakfast I feel that. is his big thing. And bre- I mean, I don't mind. Breakfast is the one meal I don't really mind cooking. The rest of mm-hmm. them, I'm kind of like, oh, do I really need to eat? Like, how hungry am I? Oh, my God. I know. I, I get it from you. Because <laughs> it's just not that imp- important. Like, breakfast is going to mold my whole day. At night, I'm only eating because my body is telling me you really have to get something in your stomach. Yeah, but I'm like, sleep. yeah. yeah. The other day, um, I worked an early shift, but it was just a half shift. So mm-hmm. then Sean and I were like, let's go get like a brunch type mm-hmm. meal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I ordered like three things and we got it to go obviously cause COVID. And that was all that I ate all day. It was just like the leftover breakfast. That was it. Yeah. I did not want to touch anything else because breakfast food is genuinely the best food. It's like, and being a breakfast lover, like it's the worst to try to figure out what to order. Like, do I want biscuits and gravy? Yes. yes. How can but I do Do I one? want hash browns or exactly. pancakes? I would like both. Thank you very much. French do I toast? want pancakes I mean, or French toast? Yeah. I would like both. Thank you. Yeah. And like, how do I want my eggs? Do I want just plain scrambled eggs? Do I, I want an omelet? Do I want a burrito? Like there's or so many amazing fried egg with toast and hash browns. Like, yeah. Oh, hash browns. All the different ways you can have breakfast potatoes. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other food doesn't even compare. Just breakfast. That's all I, I need. I should have known that uh, my ex-boyfriend was going to be trouble when he said he didn't like breakfast food. I should have known. Yeah. I mean, that's as bad as I don't like ice cream. That's yeah, very true. Like, I mean, like I could still date someone that maybe didn't like pizza, but like, if you don't like ice cream, I'm sorry. You could date someone that didn't like pizza. Mm, I mean, I could probably overlook that because like we, you can still go to an Italian restaurant, right? Like he can have something else and I can have pizza, but I guess that's true. But ice cream, like that's just a whole thing that I can't even, like, it just says something about you. (laughs) You might be a serial killer. Because who doesn't like ice cream? It's joy. It's frozen who doesn't joy. Like breakfast? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't understand these people. Yeah. I mean, I could see not wanting breakfast every day because it's heavy and you're busy or whatever. But like, I mean, I want breakfast every day, but I don't have time for it. So when mm-hmm. I have it, it's a treat too. But like to not want it oh, like on a the, Saturday yeah, morning, I mean, like the, there's something this wrong was with literally you. Like, like we would get in fights at Disneyland because Disneyland doesn't only serves breakfast until a certain time of day. And like he would refuse to eat and get hangry. Oh, because all that was available was breakfast. And so we would be like fighting. Well, that's like, silly. what do you want like, me to do? If that's your only I, option, you still wouldn't eat. Not, I mean, like he still wouldn't eat. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. That's weird. Yeah. Yes. Red flag. <laughs> how did I, how did I overlook that? Red flag. With me in Disneyland. Like what is wrong with you? Um, I mean, as I, I have gotten in so many arguments with dad at Disneyland. It's not even funny. So, I <laughs> But same thing. He's tired and hungry. Like, the, yeah. you know, when, and I have kind of learned that when he's with me at Disneyland, the day is going to go differently. Like we have to have at least three meals. Whereas when mm-hmm. I go, usually I just eat twice. Like I'll eat breakfast and have maybe really? an early dinner. Yeah, I need like I, constant snacks. Well, and maybe that's it too. Like there are a lot of snacks going on at Disneyland, but I'm in this, mm-hmm. when I'm with him, it's it's like you have to map in your day. Mm, the, meals. Around the meals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm on the go. I'm going to eat when it's convenient. If there's a ride that has a short wait time and it's lunchtime, I'm going to go to the ride and have lunch mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's like, um, what are we doing for lunch? When are we stopping for lunch? <laughs> you know, so it has to be mapped out and that's fine. Like it's just, it's just a totally different trip. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So just got to get it going, mm-hmm. do the whole thing. I don't know, but yeah, there should be a, we should make a, the Disney languages of love, like <laughs> how, <laughs> how you go to the Disney park, like what that says about you. Oh man, that's a good one, mom. And like pairing, We should do that. Pairing. Edit that out of the episode so nobody steals it from us. <laughs> that's good. That's a really good. Yeah. We could really think on this idea. Yeah. If you're a pet trader. It. Oh, my, my friend uh, came to work the other, the other day and she was showing me, there was this whole thing, but like she, for Mickey Mouse's birthday, she had a party and she ordered a cake and had people over and had a blow up Mickey. I'm like, oh, I thought I was a big Disney fan, but I'm like. That's awesome. We're in a pandemic though. Yeah. I don't know if it was just her family. Like the pictures, it was just like three people, but she ordered a cake. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like, but it was just funny. I, yeah, I totally would have done that. Yeah, but so she had a couch on her driveway and she got a notice. So then she like posted on social media for the person who complained about my couch, like now I'm doing this. And so she set up the couch in her front yard with a coffee table. <laughs> and every <laughs> every day she was doing something on the couch, taking pictures. Like one day she was in her robe and a shower cap sitting out there. Uh, the other, the next day was her Mickey Mouse party. So she had a big, big blow up Mickey, uh, a blow up pool, a cake, all, you know, like, and so she's just doing totally every day something. It's just pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah. And then she found out that it was just, she called the city and the city was like, yeah, we have a new person and they're a little overzealous and they're just driving around town randomly hounding out. (laughs) A ton of citations. <laughs> so it wasn't That's even one of her ridiculous. neighbors. Yeah, it was just pretty funny. But she's like, yeah, it wasn't even one of my neighbors after I started this whole thing. 
Well, I mean, now you got to stick with it. It's entertaining. So. Oh, yeah. She said I'm. she's having a big, uh, she's hauling it away this weekend, but she's going to wear all black and like run after the truck that it's on and oh have someone God. videotape her. Like she's <laughs> serious business. It's hilarious. She's this, like, yeah. This sounds fantastic. She is a wonderful person. I have to say she makes my day, but okay. she, yeah, no, we talk about Disney wonderful. all the time, but yeah, she's just hilarious. So yeah, she sounds great. Yeah. So anyways, I was like, well, do you pin trade? And she's like, well, really? I can't afford it. She's like, we go to Disneyland on the military discount. And that's the only way I can afford to go. So she's like, mm. yeah, pin trading isn't my thing. I'm like, okay. I was wondering what kind of a, what kind of a Disney fan you are. But I, I have never ordered a cake for Mickey's birthday. So you have one up to me for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can pin trade affordably. I mean, you can pin collect affordably. You just stick with like the open editions. Yeah, ten but bucks a pin. She just said any extras are not on their budget, so mm. I guess that's understandable. I mean, when you kept counter and food, it does get pretty pricey. It does. It for sure does. I mean, the only reason my um, savings account is full right now is because I haven't been able to go to Disneyland. <laughs> does that change your perspective on going to Disneyland? No, all the time? no, not at all. Nope. Hmm. I mean, I understand that it's expensive and it's something that you have to do, you know, but like not everybody can just go on a whim like I can or do. Uh, I do totally believe you can do it cheaply. You know, I right. mean, flights are, I can get flights down there for less than a hundred dollars, like, like there and back. And, you know, the hotel rooms are cheap if you go in the off season and just yeah be smart with the food you can do it cheaply do i do it cheaply no but you could yeah but even then you do a little less expensive than i do except for the money you spend on pins and stuff i mean yeah i i save money with the flights and the hotel like that doesn't mean as much to me i've stayed in some maybe questionable places uh around the park knowing that i was going to take that money that i saved and dump it into pins and merch yeah. Or even just like tickets to after parties or, you know, private dining or whatever. I, I, I splurge with that stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm big on the tours, but the hotel, um, yeah. It, I had a hotel that I used to love to stay at that was with a walking distance and they shut down. So now I'm like, uh, they kind of went to crap before they shut down. They did. It's yeah. true. It was understandable. And their restaurant was really good prior to that, too, before they it went to was, craft. Though, so the restaurant was, like, was really good. And then, yeah. But it was when still. They changed it the menu. Went, when it went down, I mean, it was still passable. My my last few stages. We found a cockroach in the tub the last time we were there. So I, yeah. I'm not going to say passable. Sorry. Yeah. But the hotels, I like to say, yeah, are pretty pricey. So it's always kind of a problem. I mean, if you can, then say the Disneyland Hotel. Screw it. The Grand Californian. Like, if you're going to oh. go expensive, go all the way. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, that, that one that we stayed at with the bunk beds was really good. Yeah, that's true. That's, Anyways. <laughs> I know. I was already thinking in my head how I was going to edit this. Like, And then we got on a tangent about Disney. So, da 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 da, da Five minutes Sorry, later. but. <laughs> no, but I think that one hotel we stayed at is really good because of the bunk beds. Like if you if you wanted to save money, because technically 
that could save you from getting two rooms. It's true. When you're talking about like going with a family, like, yeah, because it was all of us. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's easy for me to cast judgment right now when I'm just going with one other person. Right. And it's also, but you know what I mean? It's also easier when the person you're staying with is splitting the room versus you're paying out of pocket. Like there's, like, you know what I mean? If you're the one paying for the room for everybody versus mm-hmm. everybody in the room is splitting the price, your options are different, mm-hmm. in my That's opinion. True. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. So we should, uh, Disney, 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 uh, we should talk about how this is going to be our last episode. We're going to take a break for the holidays. Yeah. Holidays are right around the corner. Our language of love for the holidays is going to be taking a break and trying to regroup and maybe come back with a new attitude in 2021. Oh, I mean, hopefully that's, that's the goal, right? 2021 is going to bring a lot of changes for a lot of people. <sighs> I, so. yeah. I hope, I hope it brings changes for all of us. Good changes, changes. We didn't know we needed, you know, like that kind of change. Like mm-hmm. I never knew how much I needed this. And then how, now that I have it, I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. that would be my hope. Let's hope. My Hope and prayer for America. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And on that note, I think we can finish up for the day. Do you have anything else you want to share? Um, About love languages, even? We didn't really tie that conversation up. No, I mean, I, I think that they're super important. And I know it became a lot easier for me as an adult to figure people out once I could sort of figure out the love, their love languages. So I think love languages are awesome and not overhyped because a lot of people talk about them, but I think it's, it's worth the hype. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, again, I go back to just, it's been in my periphery. It's not like I never heard of them, but not anything I had ever really looked at, even knowing what their, the love language, the different love languages were, but I did Mm -hmm. know that, uh, my husband liked to have my attention. So that was easy. <laughs> Sometimes you figure out the love languages without figuring out what a love language is. You know what I mean? Well, it would be pretty hard to be together. What are we going on? 31 years? Yeah. Almost 31 yep. years without knowing the love language. I mean, I think dad's still trying to figure mine out to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Next year I should 30. Uh, that was 30 so soon. Oh yeah, I know. It's crazy. I'm changing my life once I hit 30. You are. What are you changing? I'm going to eat right. I'm going to (laughs) exercise. Um, oh, I booked a cruise. What? Yeah. We booked a cruise. That's weird. Next October. (laughs) Dad will never go on a cruise. Is it a Disney cruise? It's not a Disney cruise. Oh. You guys don't want to come because we wanted to invite you. I want to go on a cruise, but dad now is like, I'm never going on a cruise after everything that's happened. So that's silly. I agree. But at the same time. Well, if you want to come. (laughs) Yeah, he won't go. On that note, then we will talk to you or you'll hear from us in 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have a good new year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. 
This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com.